welcome to Media Mutants. This is episode 30. I'm Pam, and with me as always is Riley. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. It's just the two of us this episode. We've had two uh, really long episodes <laughs> for the last couple, so this one should be a little bit shorter. We're just going to do the what we've been up to portion, and then we have some listener questions to do. So, Riley, what have you been up to since we last talked? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I've, I've only really like had time for... Like, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason lately, I don't know what it is. Like, I just have not been playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, and haven't been reading. Like, I haven't been, I don't know, like, doing anything else. I've just been, you know, like, sitting on Netflix and, like, binging some shows. And then, like, watching YouTube vlogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure like what what the mood is lately for me for games. I'm just kind of not like I haven't even played Overwatch. Oh wow. Since the last time that we talked and I haven't played Here's the Storm, even though they've got this like that sweet promotion with like Diva mm-hmm. with a Diva skin going on. Like I haven't I haven't touched it. Uh so yeah, all I've been doing is watching Netflix, so Oh, and I saw a movie too, but here. So yeah. <laughs> I watched, uh, here we go. Uh, I watched uh, Riverdale. Nice. Uh, so I'm caught up and I saw the sweet, uh, the last episode. I don't know. I won't talk about it because it's pretty spoilery, but it feels like it's finally like really going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it was the finale, wasn't it? Ye- yeah. Isn't there one more? Oh, is there? I'm not sure. Uh, actually no i think you're right it might be the finale because it kind of ended on a pretty big reveal twist yeah Yeah, reveal (laughs) (laughs) which did you see it yeah i saw it okay Mm -hmm. i feel like we could probably talk about it and maybe put like a spoiler marking (laughs) yeah yeah i think so don't don't listen um yeah i okay so when they i thought they revealed it really well because when they were watching that usb copy or whatever Mm -hmm. and they were all sitting around the computer and they were all like their reactions were so good to the like the video footage that they were seeing oh yeah and sorry go ahead go ahead i thought it was super well done and then like right at the very end with um cheryl and her mother and they just like point that was (laughs) yeah like as soon as as soon as they were like pointing to where he was, I was like, "Oh man, he totally killed himself." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or maybe they killed him. Yeah, I I was also considering that. I was like, maybe because like then the barrels of the maple syrup were knocked over. Like, would he have done that if he just went in and like? Yeah, I don't himself? know. And there was drugs in there, wasn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why like, um, Cheryl was like, uh. Jason found out a secret and her mom's like, it's just maple syrup, like, whatever. Uh, and then we find out that it wasn't just maple syrup. They're actually trafficking drugs, too. Hmm. Yeah. In the maple syrup. Because <gasps> mm-hmm. you have to think, <sighs> like, how much money can you make from maple syrup? Well, Although, yeah. there was uh, that huge maple syrup heist. Oh, in Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Yeah, That's that right. was good. Although I, I feel like that show, it's like two different shows because I really just kind of like the high school drama mm. stuff and then like sometimes i forget about the whole murder mystery oh, that's right. aspect of it <laughs> yeah it started off like really strong going with like the murder mystery bit and then it was more like no they're just kids in high school now mm-hmm. they're having dance-offs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost like it can't decide what kind of like what kind of story it wants to be telling mm-hmm. although maybe next season it'll mix it up a little more yeah um but yeah now that the season's over it's like overall i enjoyed it for sure mm-hmm. like i thought it was a great show like still different enough from other shows like about high school kids <laughs> yeah uh which was nice and like obviously like way different from the comics as well so mm-hmm. uh and then I didn't realize it, but Sense8, the new season, uh, came out on Netflix, too. Uh, so I sat down and I watched, like, I don't know how many episodes, five or six. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, like, sat there on, like, the Saturday or Sunday, like, oh, these are out, I forgot. And then I just watched, like, five episodes. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, so, like, I love all of the characters except i think that the one that they're focusing on the most like will mm-hmm. is the most boring one which one's will I was uh the he's the cop or he was oh, the cop okay. in chicago hmm. uh i find his story to be like the least interesting compared to like sun or Lido, yeah or nomi like i don't know <laughs> he's just like the most boring one mm-hmm. uh and the first couple episodes were like he was like a big part of it and i was like yeah hmm. i don't like you you're bored <laughs> i was like let's show me everybody else um but so far it's been really good uh there's a really really good episode i think it's episode five where leto it's mostly leto's story oh mm-hmm. it's so good i like <laughs> i cried a bit <laughs> so good uh i was so proud of his character i was like i love you uh um and then the other Netflix show I've been watching, or that I've watched all of it, because mm-hmm. their show, their episodes are like 30 minutes long, so it was easy to just whip through all of them, was uh, Dear White People. Nice. I watched that too. Which, uh, I'm not finished, though. So. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, the writing is so clever, um, and they're like following different like university students and so each episode is kind of from a different person's perspective um it is so good and like it 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 brings like it brings really different experiences to like to the screen like university experiences because like my group of friends was white like (laughs) and like most of the people in my department were white and so like all of this um stuff that they're showing on the show is like are are things that i didn't see at all and like without having this show or twitter like twitter especially um and having people talk about their experiences like i never would have seen this kind of stuff happen um Mm -hmm. so i'm finding it really eye-opening um 
and like really sometimes hard to watch yeah uh, yeah like but it's it's really good and like if you are on the fence about watching it i would say sit down and watch it mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you're like thinking uh eh, not for me but it it should be for you <laughs> everybody should watch it i think yeah, I really like it. I think it's really funny, and I think they use the format so well, just, like, mm-hmm. showing everything from each character's perspective. So you're seeing the same event, uh, yeah. you know, a couple times, but you're always seeing it from someone el- through someone else's eyes, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a clever a clever way of, st- of storytelling mm-hmm. that I don't, don't really think we see very often. Um, no. I think, um, like, season four of Arrested Development sort of did that format, mm-hmm. uh, except it got a lot more convoluted, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, they pull it off really well. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, and, like, the, the characters are so good, like, the actors are, are really good. I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. if, like, um, like, is, this is based off of actual events, right? Like... Um, I'm not sure if it's, like, one specific event or just, mm. like, this sometimes happens in colleges and yeah. we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I can't, uh, if you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tweet at us, please, because <laughs> I'm, I was sure, like, some of it, it felt so familiar, which maybe, like, if it's not based off of true stuff, then, boof, that says a lot about what's going on, uh, at universities and stuff that we hear about these days Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it could be based off of something real yeah yeah it's it's it seems so foreign like Mm -hmm. uh i mean not that i don't think that stuff couldn't happen in canada because like we definitely have our own racism problems in canada but i don't know if that's happened here and I uh when I was in university I lived at home so I just stayed in my room and didn't have any friends so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I also lived at home so there we go (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah it's such a different experience even like without uh like from the perspective of people living on campus Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I didn't see any of that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah, anyway, watch the show. It's good. Um, and then uh, I went to the theater and I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, sweet. How was that? Um, good. With with like one caveat. Uh, and that is the beginning, like half an hour, um, the, the writing was really like coming on a little strong with the jokes. Mm. Like making everything like snappy comebacks and um like trying really hard to make it like oh this is the guardians of the galaxy you remember like all your favorite guys are here they love to joke look at them like (laughs) blah blah blah. like it was kind of like that Mm -hmm. um and then it like kind of settled down after the first half hour and then like actually got into the story proper and like uh, wasn't pushing the humor as hard um but yeah that's my only my only real complaint because there were some like cool shots in that movie and i cannot wait to talk about them without spoiling <laughs> it 
Oh, like, there's somebody, someone wrote an article like, oh, the best scene in Guardians of the Galaxy is, uh, like, when Rocket is talking to Groot about something. And I was like, mmm, you're wrong. Because <laughs> the best scene is not that one. Uh, like, there were so many good, like, cinematic moments. Like, really cool use of slow motion. And, uh, like, we got to see, like, a lot more of, like, space. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, it was just, I liked it a lot. And I know it's been getting some shit uh, from, like, critics and stuff, but I think it's because of that first half hour. Hmm. Because it really, it feels different from the first one in the half hour. And then the second half kind of makes up for it. So, hmm. yeah. But oh, overall, cool. I enjoyed it. They're such a funny group. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for me. I've been sitting inside <laughs> watching things. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what have you been up to? Well, I went back to Heroes of the Storm for the mm. first time in like a Ages? year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was... Well, I went back because Will wanted the Overwatch thing. So, like, the first mm. week was the Genji skin and right. stuff. So, we played our five matches together. And I didn't even care because I don't I don't play Genji. So, I'm like, well, whatever. And I don't play D.Va either. So, mm. uh, but after I did those five matches, I was like, oh, hey, look, there's ranked mode. I don't have a rank. And so, I just played <laughs> all my ranked matches. And I got to be silver one mm-hmm. and i didn't know what that meant not, i thought do I. <laughs> I i thought it meant like low silver but then i played another game and won it and then i was gold five so i guess it meant high silver actually so now oh. i'm gold it was very overwhelming though to go back to it after having not played it much like mm. just as soon as i log in it was just like here's 10 of this loot box and 10 of this loot box and five of this loot box and here's some gold and here's some shards and here's some gems and i was just like uh and then there was like 10 heroes that i didn't know anything about and still don't (laughs) really know how to play against yeah uh they do do this cool thing though where you got to pick from one of three different packages that just had 20 heroes in it and you just got them for free yeah, I so I lied. I did log in to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made like a spreadsheet of those bundles because I was like, which heroes? What's the most worth one for me? Because <laughs> I didn't want to grab one and I had them all. Yeah, I just compared uh, and saw which one would give me the wo- most unowned ones. So yeah. yeah. It's been good. So I've been playing a lot of Malfurion in ranked. Mm. Uh yeah, still has that problem of no one wanting to heal. So <laughs> that's what I end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> like every game. <laughs> like every game, yeah. Uh, but it's been okay. I, I haven't played in a few days now. I feel like maybe I'm done. I don't know mm. if I want to c- complete all those quests for the Overwatch stuff. Maybe I will. I yeah, know. I only, like, I just want the stuff to get the skin like the policeman police mm-hmm. police woman diva mm-hmm. it's so cute i love it 
Oh my gosh. And okay. I'm going to bring a K-pop <laughs> thing in here for one second because I saw Diva's taunt and her dance in uh-huh. Heroes of the Storm. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh my God, I recognize those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like her taunt is from, there's a girl group called Twice. And she does mm-hmm. like a the TT dance where like, you know, like TT, like you're crying or whatever. There's like mm-hmm. a dance move um for that and then her <laughs> dance is like actually from their song called cheer up and i was like oh so now i want to try like her in here in the storm like only because i was like finally she's making k-pop references like mm-hmm. it's been too long <laughs> it's gonna pull you back in that's right k-pop. <laughs> yep <laughs> um other than that i haven't been playing a whole lot like mostly just the stuff that i talked about last episode mm. although i did just get a raspberry pie Ooh. which is like a little mini computer with yeah. a retro pie on it so uh travis who is a member of the Cartridge Club and from the Polykill podcast, he uh, set one up for me. So he installed games that I already owned onto it. And uh, Oh, so you can get rid of like the physical collection if you want well, to? Well, I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> some of them maybe, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just... I don't know how the collecting works. It's, yeah. it's a different beast to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so he did that and, like, set it up and did all, like, the bindings and everything for the controllers and the games and, like, wrote up uh-huh. the little instructions on how to use it and stuff. So it's really cool. So we've That's got cool. games from, like, NES and Turbo Graphics and Sega CD. And so it's just, like, all in one place. You don't have to worry about, like, a frame meister or an upscaler or using a crt like you can just plug it right into your high def television and it's going to be a lot easier for me to record gameplay footage on it oh. so uh so i haven't played a ton on it yet but uh i'm looking forward to having some time maybe this weekend to play around and see mm. how all the games play on it that sounds really handy for especially for recording mm-hmm. like yeah hmm. like i've been wanting to how do you record now? Like uh, the old games. The old games, they go through an upscaler. So it's basically the. Explain. Explain. Like, the... <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> okay. So if you have an, an older system, uh, it goes into. You put your component cables or whatever it has into a thing called uh frame meister which is what we have which is like an upscaler so then that outputs to hdmi and then the recorder sits in between that so it outputs the recorder and then the recorder outputs to the television and uh my recorder just go uh records right onto a usb key so Mm. uh i don't need to have my computer hooked up to it or anything but it's just like sort of a lot of daisy chaining of things so this way uh the recorder can just get plugged right in to between the retro pie and the tv cool okay Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah so yeah so i'm looking forward to that because like the sega cd we have a space issue just like it doesn't fit on our shelves uh so i have (laughs) it's like i've had this one game i really wanted to play and record for a while so now i should actually be able to do it Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, I've been watching a few things. Ariel let me know that the new season of MasterChef Australia has <laughs> begun, so I've been watching that. Uh, it just started not that long ago, but since there's like five episodes a week, I am <laughs> five. <laughs> I think week? so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nuts because on the the you know the American and the Canadian one, yeah. it's just one a week, yeah. and you have your challenge, and then you have your elimination. But on the Australian one, they do so much more. So, uh, like Monday or whatever episode one is has a challenge and then the winner is of the challenge go off and do an immunity challenge on the next episode and so that can have they have to like cook against each other then they have to cook against a professional chef and if they beat them they get an immunity pin and then the next episode is like the elimination challenge with the people who did the worst and they have to cook against each other to find out who's going home Um, and then there's usually the last I'm I'm missing one there. I don't know what it is. Uh, but then there's the last episode, which is like uh, more laid back, and one of the judges like gives them a cooking lesson. Huh. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really good. Are a they lot all of cooking. like 45 minutes long? Or are they short episodes? Oh no, some are over an hour. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Oh my of gosh, TV. that's so much content. <laughs> yeah, it. It must do really well there to be able to play like five a show days a every week. day. Yeah, yeah. Where do you watch it? Just uh, like I download it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I like Master Chef, except like I don't. You know, as much as I like Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> mm. he can be a bit yeah. of a shit. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and this all the judges are really like nice and supportive so are the contestants nice. <laughs> also nice and supportive because i find that's kind of similar like the american one the american master chef mm-hmm. especially they're like ooh, let's like they i don't know they like yeah. seem to manufacture conflict yeah no that's there's none of that in this one either oh, okay. everyone's very nice and they're all like hugging all the time and cheering each other on Good. When, you know <laughs> some people are watching so yeah it's really nice okay heartwarming cooking shows are way better than like stab you in the mm-hmm. back cooking shows yeah and they have these really cool challenges like one of the first ones um i think they're called pressure tests and they had this uh pastry chef come in and she had this dessert and it was called a firecracker and it was like a cylinder of chocolate and then inside it was like chocolate mousse and then little discs of like a a peanut butter kind of thing and then like a raspberry puree and just like this perfectly perfect looking so finely crafted dessert and the people had to make it and they had like three hours to make this dessert Yeah, so it's got really challenging stuff. But I also like that on this, they actually show that the contestants get the recipe. So Oh, I yeah, find... I've always wondered. Like, do mm. they all just know how to cook that stuff? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it does make, on the North American shows, it makes you think that they just know how to do everything. Yeah, like, like bake a pie you... or whatever, and people are like, yeah. okay. And I'm like, but how do you yeah. know how to do that? <laughs> Yeah, I remember there was one where they had to make eclairs, and a mm. lot of the people who are dumb, because this is dumb, they come on the show and they're like, I'm a savory cook. Oh, I don't yeah. like baking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I only cook meat. Mm-hmm. I never bake. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's been good. Uh, I also started The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I watched four episodes of that. And it's really good. Uh, Definitely difficult to watch. Mm. uh, But it's like just shot so nicely. And um, what's your name? Elizabeth Moss? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's fantastic Mm. in it. Um, even Roy Gilmore is good in it. Alexis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bladell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bladell. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, uh, everything is good. They, um, made some changes that I really like. Like, there's a lot of sort of pre-Gilead stuff shown oh. in, uh, the show. And, uh, I also feel like they make the commander's wife They've made her different. Like in the book, she's older, and mm-hmm. in this, she's um, I'm so bad with names. Uh, she's like Miranda from Mass Effect. Oh, Yvonne Stravinsky or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's her, and they also interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it sympathizes with her, but it's like, you know. She has a much more comfortable life than the handmaidens, but at the same time, she has like no more autonomy mm. than they do. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really good. Although a couple scenes have definitely been really kind of hard to watch, but I mm. uh, I'm looking forward to more. I think there was a new one out yesterday. Yeah, I really I want to watch it because like I feel like the show format might. Mm, be more interesting for me because I've I've said before yeah. like the the book was kind of yeah mm-hmm. so I think the show might be a better avenue for me to uh not like enjoy might be <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh to like experience the story through that's better um, yeah so yeah I gotta find a place to watch it. Uh, <laughs> legally or not <laughs> um, uh, so I also watched Dear White People and uh, because of Dear White People actually uh, you know that scene where they all get together to watch television yes that sh- that scene with that show made me laugh <laughs> so hard <laughs> that was really good and, and then after I after I watched that I was like I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be Scandal so I started watching Scandal because <laughs> I don't know when there's going to be more Grey's Anatomy to watch so I needed some Shonda Rhimes ridiculousness mm. and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty good so far <laughs> Although I was really surprised because it's about this lawyer named Olivia Pope who's like this legal warrior that helps out people who need help and she's like this very good and just person although she uses some like uh, sometimes nefarious ways to go about getting what she wants for the people she's trying to help. Mm. Uh, But one of the main plot lines is about her relationship with the current president who she helped to get elected. And uh, you find out in like episode four or something that it's a Republican president. And I was like, oh, why did she get a Republican elected? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I will forgive her, though. 
and continue <laughs> to watch. <laughs> and the last thing is that I've been reading the book Leviathan Wakes, which is what the show The Expanse is based on. Oh. And it's yes. really good. Yeah, it's really good so far. A lot of uh, good sci-fi and political intrigue. It's quite similar to the show so far. Um, the only thing is that uh, the character in the show, I need to write things down. <laughs> Anna, Anna's voice actress, Shorea uh. Dashlu. Yes, that's her name. Uh, she's in the show as like a main part of it, whereas I don't think she is going to be in this book at all. I think she doesn't come in until the second book, maybe. Oh. Um, but it's it's really good so far. Hmm. I don't think I've seen the show, but I've heard of the book. Mm. I've heard that the show is also very good. <laughs> yeah, I like the show a lot. Yeah starts out a little bit slow but it definitely gets very uh very intriguing hmm. something else for me to watch and not play <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um that's it for what we've been doing so we can move on to listener questions yay uh the first question is from a latino lawyer if you could add romance to any old game that didn't have it, what game would you turn into a smooch fest? Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, what games I've played that don't have, like, a of like a romancing avenue because, like, that's what I like to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also had a hard time. I heard this question. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have so many answers. And then I was just like, oh. Like, it would have to fit. Like, it was, so it would probably have to be an RPG, and a lot of yeah. the RPGs have romance already. Have already. something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, like, but the first thing that came to mind, I was like, ooh, Fallout 4. And I was like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it has it in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not for like, me, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's true. I romanced as many people as I possibly could. In one playthrough, <laughs> which I liked. Uh, I don't know. I okay. I was about to say Tomb Raider, and then I changed my mind because I was like, no, no, it doesn't need that. Larry got no time for that. No, no, <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> hmm. Well, I have a couple, sort of. Mm -hmm. um, one is Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, which technically does have some romance in it but i would have liked if it had more romance <laughs> um and then some of the newer computer role-playing games that have come out like pillars of eternity and wasteland did mm. not have any romance in them so i think those could have used it as well romanceable companions yeah I think my problem is that I don't play a lot of games that don't have romance already. Right. <laughs> everything That's that I yeah, everything that I've played already uh kind of has it. Maybe I just want more from Fallout 4. <laughs> because yeah. Because that's what came to mind first. <laughs> yeah, I could I could use more from Fallout 4 as well. Yeah. Or just like make the characters I like romanceable, please. <laughs> 
Who? Oh, yeah, because Nick Valentine's not romanceful. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or the other guy who's a robot. Uh, Deacon? Yeah. Which, that's a spoiler, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> so put, a, put, a, put a quick, another warning on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, who was it? I was looking through, like, a romance guide for that. They were like, oh, yeah, you could also romance this guy. And I was like, or you can't romance this guy. And I was like, wait. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> so then I went back to the game and I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, because you can romance... The other synth, which is, what's his face? Brotherhood guy. Yeah. I can't remember his Yeah, name. that's weird. Paladin that's also dance. a spoiler, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just spoiling everything. <laughs> Sorry. It's, Fallout 4 has been over a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe more, like, more romance content mm-hmm. in there. Because I, like, I, I romance, like, everyone but there wasn't ever, like, any comments. Like, especially because you can do, like, the romance options. You can do, like, in front of the other characters and they don't say anything. Uh. Like, you can flirt with someone while, like, while they're your companion. Like, in the, like, in, and, like, if you they have the other person, like, just around, they won't say anything. And I was like, mm, hmm. pretty sure at least one of these people would be upset. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, maybe a little more, more content would be good. That's, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I can, I can't think of anything else that, like, I play that doesn't have romance stuff already. Uh, the next question is from Orkchop, and he asks, what type of DLC would you like to see for Mass Effect Andromeda? I'd be okay not playing that again <laughs> so i don't None. need any dlc <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah i almost feel like anything they could add should maybe be saved for another game like what because you like why would you add like exploration or more lore stuff, like like a lore-related DLC or like a story DLC. Uh, because I feel like that might be wasted on the current game. Because depending on where you play it, like where is it going to be relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, like, co- like contrast that with the Leviathan DLC for 3 Mm-hmm. I feel like you could, you know, kind of play that anywhere. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's a really cool DLC. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, also, I feel like some of the DLC, uh, especially from, like, Mass Effect 2, um, and some of the DLC from Mass Effect 3, like, there's no way that you're going to top those. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think maybe some like prequel stuff, like seeing like before one of the leave? writers, like before they leave, and the mm. kind of stuff that they're doing. Ooh, because uh, I did find the memory segment parts yeah. like a, some of the best stuff in the game. So I don't know if it's family stuff or just like the kind of adventures they got up to before they got 
on the ship. Yeah, actually, but. that could be kind of cool. Like seeing, because, um, what is it, Scott worked at the Charon Relay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah was doing, like, Peacekeeper stuff. So, like, that could actually be kind of cool. Like seeing yeah. what they did before before they got to Andromeda. That could be cool. Uh, but, yeah, like any, I don't know. It's, I still, it's, it kind of, like, surprises me that I haven't gone back to play it yet because that's usually how I am with Bioware games is I'll play them two or three times Mm -hmm. before going to something else. And this one I finished and I have not gone back to, uh, which I feel like says a lot about the game. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, apparently Mass Effect has been put on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. And the uh, Bioware Montreal people have been sort of spread among other projects. So Mm. I don't even know if there is DLC coming out, like if something's already been made or being made. or Yeah, yeah. Or like, do they even have anybody to put, like as resources, do they even have them to Mm -hmm. put on DLC now? Uh, yeah, the the whole Andromeda situation is so unfortunate because I feel like if they had just had a couple more weeks, uh, hmm. it would have been a much different game and it would have been better received, which yeah. is part of the problem with Bioware being under EA and yeah. wanting them to push out more content faster. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just eh, it's so frustrating, <laughs> but yeah. That's how the industry works sometimes. All right. So the next question is also from Orkchop. What would you like to see in an Overwatch one-year anniversary event? Hmm. I don't really want to see more characters, but I also kind of do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to play more. I don't want to learn how to counter more of them. Yeah. Uh, cause I feel like, you know, one year anniversary, wow, it's so big. Let's release like three heroes. Like, but I don't, I don't know yeah. if they would do that because then that would really screw up the competitive side of things. Uh, yeah. new maps, maybe temporary maps, maybe more different kinds of maps. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Obviously a bunch of skins. That'd be sweet. Maybe skins that like don't disappear after the event happens oh yeah that'd be a good idea (laughs) especially if they're like anniversary skins yeah uh i would like to see oh actually you know what they should do is they should bring back like all the brawls uh and like have all of them available so like you could play lucio ball again that was so fun Uh, are, (laughs) are they not are most of them not in the brawls is it just oh wait maybe they have already done that I don't, I don't know if the Lucio one is in there. Oh, well, I want the Lucio but, one. Uh, or <laughs> even like another kind of PvE lore level yes. would be Ooh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the Uprising thing. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And like, if you played as Sombra, you could hack the robots. So yeah. when Zufi was talking about that, I went and I tried it and I was like, mm-hmm. this is the best. <laughs> oh, it was so cool. And also free things. Give me lots of loot boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely free loot boxes just for logging in. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I would reinstall if I got some loot boxes. 
Yeah, loot boxes would be good. Maybe like a sale on loot boxes so I don't feel bad about buying a bunch. That'd be mm. cool. Uh, yeah, or like even the opportunity to buy with coins, like skins from past events um, for the oh, one yeah. year anniversary thing. So it could be like, oh, all skins are back for the anniversary. Oh, yeah, actually, that's what I want. <laughs> because <laughs> there are a bunch of skins that i did not get that i would like especially mm -hmm. the ones from the olympics yeah yes <laughs> i would like the opportunity to get those again so yeah that's that's the main thing that i want is for skins to come back for like a limited time and be able to either buy them or get them in loot boxes because some of them at the time you couldn't buy right i think that was the olympics oh. one yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, I want the ability to be able to buy them. Like, mm -hmm. just pick the ones that I want and get them. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea for the one-year anniversary event. I hope you're listening, Blizzard. <laughs> Give me that. Let's see. This next question is probably best suited towards Pam. <laughs> From Will Cladley. Uh, where do you see the retro gaming community in five years' time? Well, I think people, the majority of people will finally consider the PS2 era to be retro gaming, because people right now argue with me when I call PS2 retro. Uh, I think that in terms of collecting and things, I think that'll be less popular. I think that the ridiculous boom in retro game prices will have come down a bit due to more people doing the emulation thing mm. um and also since a bunch of jerks are now reprinting disc-based games it's put the fear of losing their money into them um and along with that people will stop blaming youtubers for rising game prices so I still think <laughs> retro gaming will definitely be a thing that people are still into, but I think uh, it'll also just sort of move a bit. Like, you know, NES was the big thing, and then, like, Super Nintendo, I feel, is really... Super Nintendo and N64 are, like, really popular right now, so I think it'll just keep on, you know, keep on moving as people sort of grow up. Hmm. And then, like, different generations have different things that they think as retro kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like any community. It's going to yep. grow. <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Polykill. When it comes to world building in games, do you enjoy audio logs and notes left behind? What are some better ways of adding content? Mm, I do. I like audio logs but the only problem that i have with them is sometimes um they'll get like interrupted by mm. uh like environmental cues yeah uh, i noticed that a lot in uh andromeda like if somebody like if a conversation was happening then like sam would just interrupt <laughs> and i'm like that there's yeah. shit that i want to hear um, yeah <laughs> so that's my problem with audio logs although like, I do like them, um, but I also prefer to have, like, subtitles on, too, for them, because sometimes, like, the, uh, what's the word? Like, the ambient noises will also be too loud. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I like audio logs. I 
don't mind like written stuff but when it comes to like having to collect it all i don't really like that aspect of it mm-hmm. um like i don't i don't like feeling like i'm missing out when i'm not picking up all those notes and like reading them because sometimes i'll just pick them up just to be like okay that's one more item to add yeah to like the completion thing um but like yeah i definitely prefer the audio logs because i can still be doing stuff Mm -hmm. while while playing instead of like pausing to read a note yeah i i agree i like audio logs i don't like when they're interrupted i also Mm. don't like when it's like on a computer or something and if you move away you can no longer hear it yeah yeah that's bad but i i do like audio logs um i like notes in some cases uh similarly i don't really like it when it's just like look at this and this and this and now you have 600 pages of things to read in your codex (laughs) yeah Uh, but I do Dragon find, age. like, yeah, Dragon Age. <laughs> I didn't even open my codex in Mass Effect oh, Andromeda. I, yeah, I didn't so, use it at all. So um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some notes are really good. Like, in The Last of Us, I found the notes that were left behind told some of the best, mm-hmm. uh, most interesting stories in the game. So it sort of just depends on how well done it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, there was some some note type things that you can check on like computers in Andromeda, where like you go to the computer, uh, especially on wherever New Tuchanka is, the sand planet. Mm-hmm. Um, like those were actually really funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Or I guess for notes, like I like when they look like they've been like handwritten. So like. Especially in horror games where you can see uh, somebody's writing starts out like like the writing is straight and it's like obviously not rushed or whatever. And then like later you can kind of see the evolution of their like how scared they start getting because mm-hmm. their writing gets yeah. messier and messier and messier. That kind of mm-hmm. thing I like because it's also like visual. You're not just reading it. Like the problem with some of the notes and stuff, especially – now I'm thinking of Dragon Age, but, like, in Dragon Age, it's all, like, typed. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe if you add, like, the visual aspect to it, where it's, like, someone's mm-hmm. actual writing, that might help. And I feel like adding content is, like, if you're going to add stuff that you want people to know, better way to do it would be to have the characters talk about it, too. Mm-hmm. Because then you're just, like, eavesdropping on their conversations and, like, you know, getting to hear their opinions on stuff, too. Yeah. So I think, like, companion banter or, like, ambient banter is also good. Uh, yeah. I just, the notes are, are frustrating sometimes because I'm like, I don't have time to read through, like, 800 pages of this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. especially if it's then taken out of context like if you're not picking it up and reading it right there and yeah. you're just like picking up a bunch and then you have to go back to them later you like lose that um that context of where it was like you know because maybe that's yeah. part of the story too 
so yeah, I agree. I like hearing, overhearing things or having companion banter about it. Or even if it's not a game where you have like a big party, games where you occasion where you sometimes have a sidekick, like uh, Metro is one of those games where a lot of the time you're alone, but at the beginning of the game, you have like a guy going through the subway tunnels with you and you're having a conversation. And so you're mm-hmm. learning a bunch of different things. Um, I liked in Dragon Age Inquisition when you're at the um, Temple of Mithal, I think, and mm-hmm. Fenris is like talking about all the different gods to you. Uh, like S- I learned Solus? a lot more from they. What did I say? <laughs> Fenris. <laughs> Fenris, yeah, yeah, Solus, that's his name, uh, both elves. I mean, <laughs> I like Fenris much better, but. <laughs> I guess they're so different. That's true. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, elves. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like that. Or environmental storytelling Mm. uh like in some of the fallout games where you can sort of tell what happened by the placement of bodies and things Mm -hmm. or apparently dark soul is dark souls is very good at environmental storytelling but i don't play those games so Mm. (laughs) oh i played bloodborne but not all of it Mm -hmm. Okay, the next question is from the Doc Web, and I think the last couple questions are from him. So, the let's see. The first one is, do you ever play games or watch films in your primary language with subtitles on? If so, do you find it distracting? I always have subtitles on in games. Uh, yeah. not never, Almost never on, in movies or shows, though. Yeah, I do that with games as well because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. So I don't I don't find the subtitles in games distracting. The only well actually that might be a lie. I find it distracting when the subtitles come on in cutscenes too. So mm-hmm. I would if there was an option to do it, I would like to have subtitles on for like everything else and off for cutscenes. Because then it's like the focus is completely on the cutscene, and you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. But I have it on all the time for like just running around and like because like you can you can miss like small quiet conversations if you don't have subtitles on too. Yeah. Especially if you have the music up loud like I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't find it distracting. I find I need it because mm. you know if you know the dog starts barking or will makes noise or just like the sound balance is often bad and like music or gunfire takes over uh people actually speaking so i just find it really helpful for games Mm. i don't think i've ever put subtitles on for films i've definitely put subtitles on for shows though and it's usually because i'm doing something else like a like there will be noise in the background. Hmm. I live in a a two bedroom basement apartment, so uh, like our washing machine and our dryer and our dishwasher are all pretty close to the area where we're like watching TV. So mm-hmm. if e like if any of those things are on, then uh. I always have subtitles on. Uh, but like, I don't think I would do it otherwise. 
it can be distracting watching shows with subtitles on because you're missing like the characters like the actors faces when they're like emoting the lines so Mm -hmm. yeah I, i don't do it unless there's like other noise happening where i'm like oh okay like because especially now like the sound ratio (laughs) in like blu-ray dvds is so bad so if you're not like constantly fiddling with the volume control uh i can see having subtitles on for sure Uh, it's Mm -hmm. more distracting like having to rewind and like be like (laughs) what did they just say like i missed an entire conversation because i chose to like i don't know look at my phone for two seconds while they were talking and I wasn't concentrating on exactly what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't usually do it with, with like TV shows or or movies, though. But games, yes, all the time. All right. Uh, the next question, also from the Doc Web. What are your favorite board games? Hmm. I don't know if it, like if it counts as favorite, but like definitely something I want to play again because I played it for the first time a couple months ago was Settlers of Catan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> People are gonna I laugh at me that like, one. <laughs> you noob, board game noob. Um, <laughs> I played it once, like for the first time, um, and it was really fun. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, we have a couple a couple board games. Uh, King of Tokyo. I like that one. And Power Grid. I also mm-hmm. like that one. It's like a good like deck building and resource management game. Uh, and then I've played a little bit of Dominion, which I thought was really fun. Um, and then wanted to buy it, but then board games are also kind of expensive, so yeah, I really. But I did enjoy the deck building part of Dominion. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I also really like Dominion. I don't own it, but I've played it a fair number of times, and that's pretty fun. Um, My favorite board game is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, I I love that one. It's got just like the sort of dynamic map building Mm -hmm. and the different sort of events that take place and then one of your party betrays you and then it like turns into a whole new game yeah Uh, so i really like that one and i like talisman although oh it also can take a million hours (laughs) so it's like i really like talisman for about an hour and a half and then i'm like (laughs) When will this game I'm done. end? I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, and then I also like sort of the more basic board games. I really like Cranium. Mm. Um, I used to be a big Monopoly fan, except I would play Monopoly on NES by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like uh, any sort of trivia games. Mm, yeah. Yeah, trivia games are good. Oh, I also like... Uh things but does that count as like a board game like i guess it kind of does yeah i don't know have you ever played it it's like um so so you have cards it's kind of like uh, uh i guess it's not really like apples to apples but you have cards and they're like each of them say like things and then 
it gives you like a topic. So like things your grandmother wouldn't want, like you wouldn't want your grandmother to know about you. And then everybody writes an answer on a piece of paper, puts it in like a bowl or whatever. And then the person that read the card takes all the answers and then reads Mm -hmm. them out one by one. And you have to guess who said what. Ah, okay. That one's really fun. Uh, It is not fun when you play with your entire family. (laughs) Like, with your grandparents and your parents and your younger cousins. (laughs) It's not fun, trust me. Oh, it gets so awkward really fast. Um, But it's a good game to play with, like, a bunch of friends. Yeah, (laughs) it could be really fun. I think there's an online version now. And there's also uh, an adult version instead. So if you weren't already making the original game dirty, (laughs) there's an adult version (laughs) of things now. (laughs) Uh, It's good. It's like, it's better than like Cards Against Humanity where like Cards Against Humanity is like, can be really shitty uh sometimes things i think is is better than that and it's a little different because everybody writes their own answers Uh, and the best part is like guessing who says what because (laughs) eventually you can start to tell because of the way that people like word things (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah that's a really fun one it does sound fun uh our last question is from also the doc web (laughs) Uh, have you been watching American Gods? Okay, so first of all, have either of us watched American Gods? No. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know if we can answer this one then. Uh, the full question is, have you been watching American Gods? Uh, like, what are your thoughts? Comparisons to the book? What do you think of the casting choices? So, I have neither watched nor read American Gods. So, I... I... Can't I am talk in the same boat. Same. <laughs> but I just learned that it has Gillian Anderson oh. as uh, Lucille Ball, and she plays the goddess of media, which sounds awesome. Uh, so That's cool. I will probably watch American Gods at some point. I know I know it's got the guy Lincoln from 100. Yeah. Uh, because people were like, is that why he's leaving the 100? Mm. Aside from uh, some of the other reasons that he might have left yeah um but yeah that's the only thing that i really know also that like yeah. neil gaiman wrote it and that's all that i know oh did you watch the last 100 uh no uh-oh <laughs> it was it was a good episode and then fucking clark was in it at the end doing uh, stupid clark things no i was so mad because i actually really liked the episode and then Shoot. <laughs> you know, the whole show would be better without Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Maybe after after this, I'll go. I'll go watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, all right. So that's all for questions. Although I just wanted to read a bit of an email um, from listener musty hobbit uh he sent us this really nice email and it was a while ago like a month ago now and i didn't respond to it because i'm a jerk but it was uh 
for our one year anniversary he just got it in a little too late for the show Mm. so i'm just going to read some nice things he said about us yeah (laughs) i've enjoyed listening to the two of you for the last year no matter the topic and even when it's something i haven't played or watched before the 100 firewatch and that mystic episode are prime (laughs) prime examples (laughs) i make a point of listening because i enjoy the way you interact with each other how interesting you make these things sound and your positive attitudes toward things Shared interests are always great, but it's always nice to get exposure to some things outside our wheelhouse, and I feel that you two hit both sides of that formula. On top of that, you've had nothing but stellar guests on the show, and I'm particularly fond of the episode with Frida Wolf. You both did a killer job on that one. I just want you both to know that being able to listen in, even if you were just getting coffee, is something that I look forward to doing whenever I see a new episode is on the horizon. Keep up the great show, and thanks for doing all that you do. (laughs) Thanks, Musty. (laughs) It is nice. Feedback is great. We like feedback. We do. And reviews. Also reviews. Feedback and reviews, two of our favorite things. Please do that. (laughs) All right. I think that will wrap up this episode. Mm -hmm. It'll be a a nice short palate cleanser (laughs) after the last one. Yay. Um, (laughs) Riley, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at clear with an underscore. It's K-A-L-E-R-I with an underscore. And also on Twitch, Monday, Wednesday, Monday. Monday, Wednesdays, <laughs> Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays, depending on if I remember or not. But I'm also <laughs> on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Clary. It's K-L-E-R-I with no underscore. Mm. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Josila underscore or on YouTube where the channel is called Cannot Be Tamed. If you've got any feedback, questions, people, or topics you want to hear on future episodes, you can reach out at mediamavenscast at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at underscore mediamavens. There is also a forum on the Cartridge Club forums at cartridgeclub.org where you can discuss uh, any of our latest episodes. And as we just mentioned, please leave us reviews if you haven't yet because they help people find us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 